Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. So today, and to kick off the new year in a way that I hope will help all of us to have our best year yet, we are starting a brand new sermon series that I'm very, very excited about called Facing the Wilderness. And what we're going to be doing in this simple sermon series is using some of the biblical accounts of the wilderness to learn how to embrace, not run from, the difficult moments in life for the gifts that they actually have to offer us. Now, to do that, what we need to do this morning to set the foundation for the entire series is we need to examine the wilderness in a kind of big picture kind of way, to to see what it has to teach us about how our lives actually work. So in starting with the basic, what most of us think of when we think of the wilderness is something that looks like this. In fact, the image that you're looking at is one of the first images that comes up when you Google the word wilderness. And all because for us living where we live, that's what most of our wildernesses look like. But to get at what the ancient Jewish people thought about when they used the word wilderness or kind of get their mindset, you need to picture something more like this. Because for them, given where they live, their wilderness was more like a desert. Next, what you need to know about their wilderness is basically the wilderness is what they had to pass through to get to their destination. Or in other words, the wilderness is a difficult place, yet a necessary part of a journey that can't be skipped or avoided if they want to reach their goal, if they go from one destination to the next. And what ancient people experienced as they were making their way through the wilderness is that the wilderness is just not a fun place to be. In that there's a lot of walking through dangerous terrain. There's no cars or anything like that at this time. They have to keep an eye out not only for animals, but for land pirates. It's usually extremely hot during the day and gets very cold at night. And there's very little food or or water, if any at all. Or the wilderness is a very lonely and scary place that one must endure and even survive to get to their destination to reach their goal. But now that you get a sense of the ancient Hebrews' understanding of the wilderness, let us now get into a couple of the most famous stories in the Bible where the wilderness plays a significant role. So as many of you know, one of the most important stories regarding the wilderness is the story of how, after the Israelites were set free from slavery, they had to travel through the wilderness to reach the promised land, or as a part of God's promise to Abraham to provide his people with a land full of milk and honey, the promised land, The story we find unfolding in the book of Exodus is the journey the Hebrews had to make through the wilderness to get to the place where God was calling them to be. Or to make that simple, Israel is here, and to get to where they want to be, they have to travel through the wilderness. Another famous story where the wilderness plays a huge role is the story of the prophet Elijah, where after Elijah has this huge showdown with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, He then gets chased out of town and into the wilderness because Queen Jezebel wants him dead, which of course is not a place that Elijah wants to be. But as we read in 1 Kings chapter 17 through 19, it's ultimately what he needs to get to the place where God needs him to be. Or again, Elijah is here, and to get to where he needs to go, where God needs him to go, he has to go through the wilderness. 
And then last but not least, the most famous story in the New Testament where the wilderness plays a huge part is when Jesus faces his, his temptation. Luke 4, 1 through 2 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. Or what's going on here is after Jesus was baptized, but before he begins his public ministry, what happens is the Holy Spirit actually leads Jesus out into the wilderness for a time of testing to make sure he's really ready to begin his ministry. Or again, Jesus is here. And to get to where God is calling him to be, he has to go through the wilderness. Or as you can see, what these three famous stories have to reveal to us about how the wilderness seems to work in a big picture, paradigmatic kind of way is that the wilderness is both literally and metaphorically the difficult, hard, and dangerous place that lies between where we are and where God is calling us to be, which is a simple and kind of profound way to think about it. I know it's really kind of easy to wrap your brain around, but I think it's one of those things that can change you if you will get it. But now that you're starting to see how this simple paradigm works, let me next show you how the wilderness paradigm works in our lives. Or it's not just something that happened back then that we can learn from. It's actually something that happens to us all the time. So in one sense, for all of us, school was or is a kind of wilderness or something that takes a whole lot of time is difficult and overwhelming, but a necessary part of getting to where we want to be. Or for me, when I think back to all of my graduate work, what I remember about all those days, besides learning a lot of amazing things, was the grind of working all day as a minister, getting home and then studying to midnight, only to get up and do it all over again the next day, and the next day, and the next day, until finally after three and a half years of putting in all that time and energy, I made it to the other side of becoming a minister. When it comes to athletics, if you're one of those people who wants to be the best of the best, or at least be the best that you can be, what that consists of is spending a whole lot of time in the wilderness. And what I mean by wilderness here is all the time and energy you have to put in before you even step out on the court or the field or the mat, whatever sport that you're into. Or you got to do that difficult work of practice, lifting weights and running to get stronger and faster. Or when everyone else is out having fun and doing what they want to do, you have to choose the difficult path to get to where you want to be, to, to become the athlete that you want to be. For parents, the wonderfully hard wilderness we have to face on a day-to-day -day basis for at least the first 18 years per kid is not only doing what we have to do to keep them alive and thriving, which is enough in itself, but it's the difficult work of showing up even when we're exhausted. It's meeting our kids where they are as they are and teaching them what they need to know to eventually be able to go out and do this life on their own, no matter how hard things may get, which no doubt is absolutely amazing, something we wouldn't trade even if we could, at least most days. But it is a wilderness, or it is the thing that stands between us and our kids and where they need to be. And then even when it comes to this church, Right now, at this very moment, we are entering in to our own kind of wilderness. Or the restructure, which is taking effect this month, and the ongoing work that has to get done to build and pay for the refuge expansion. As a congregation, we are entering into a difficult moment in the life of this church where things are going to get messy and hard. And let's be honest, nobody likes things to be messy and hard. We want it to be easy. But nonetheless, it's what has to be done or the wilderness that we have to face if we want to go from where we are to where it is that God is calling us to be. 
or what I hope you're starting to see in a, in a big picture kind of way, is how the wilderness really is nothing more than, than the dark, hard, and dangerous place that stands between where we are and where we need to be in so many different areas of our lives. Or again, we are here, and to get to where we want to be, we're probably going to have to face and endure the wilderness because that seems to be the way life works. It's just how things play out. But now that you're starting to get your brains wrapped around all of that, let me now show you why facing the wilderness, even though it's hard, is actually a necessary and natural part of life, or how the wilderness is not something we should spend our lives avoiding so we can stay comfortable, even though that's what we want to do, and even though that's what a lot of people do. No, the wilderness is the difficulty we have to learn to embrace because that's how we get to where we need to get. That's how we become all that God has created us to become. So for me, the simplest way to get at why facing the wilderness is what's usually best for us what you got to do is you got to take into account what will happen if you choose to avoid the difficult moments in life, or if you choose to avoid the wilderness that is right in front of you. And to put that into perspective, just think about what would have happened to the Israelites if they didn't face the difficulty of the wilderness to get to the promised land. Yeah, they probably would have remained in slavery for who knows how long. Then for the prophet Elijah, what we find is he is facing his wilderness is that if he didn't actually do that, truth is he'd probably end up dead. I mean, that's what he was praying for out there in the wilderness. He wanted God to take his life. And then even for Jesus. Just imagine if as the Spirit was trying to lead him out into the wilderness, he just said no and walked away because it was going to be too hard. He didn't want to deal with that. But without Jesus standing up and facing the wilderness... Jesus never goes on to start his ministry. And if Jesus never goes on to start his ministry, there's no gospel, no healing, no salvation. And who knows what ends up happening to the world. Then to make this personal, what if at some point during your high school education, you just decided instead of facing the wilderness of going to school every single day, you just chose to stop going, you know, stay at home, play video games. Well, as you know, people who choose this path usually end up getting stuck in that place in life. Or parents, what if you just woke up one day and just quit on your kids because the wilderness of parenting has become too much? And I know we've all been there. Well, you know what happens to most kids whose parents don't care? They give them no guidance and direction. Yeah, not only do they end up in dangerous places, but oftentimes they end up doing things that hurt or hold other people back. And then what if this church, like most churches, first of all, decided to never enter the wilderness of trying something new by starting the refuge about seven years ago. Well, given what we see going on in a whole lot of churches who choose comfort and stability over the risk of the wilderness, my bet is, just like with other churches, we would be struggling in a big way. And even more than that, given that as a church right now, what if we chose not to expand? Or what if we chose not to do the difficult work of raising the money to build a new worship space? Well, of course, at this point, we can't know for sure because only time is going to tell. But my guess is in the next couple of years, as we look back on this season of wilderness wandering, that we're going to be really thankful we chose to face the wilderness to get to where God is calling us to be rather than run and hide or avoid. And in turn, what I think all of that puts into perspective is if and when we ever do choose to avoid the wilderness in any part of our life, big things, small things, the consequence of that 
is we end up getting stuck right where we are, which in turn keeps us living into the life that we really want to live, which then helps us to see that the wilderness is not something we can avoid if we want to get from where we are to where we need to be. But instead, again, it's just a fact of life. It's just the way the world works. So we've got to learn to face and embrace it to get to the other side. Okay, so, so now that you're starting to understand the wilderness paradigm, to close things out today, make this a little more personal, what I want all of you to do is take a moment in your mind's eye, begin to look around at your crazy, chaotic life. And while you're doing that, I just want you to look around and see if there's any wildernesses that you are avoiding at this moment. And to give you some help with this, how many of you might just have a difficult conversation you have been avoiding, either at work or at home, that has caused you to get stuck? How many of you might just have a project that if you would just lean in and face it, it would set you free? How many of you at this very moment have this dream that God has put inside your heart to do something big with your life, yet because of how difficult the wilderness is, you just keep putting it off? How many of you might be living in a marriage that has gone stale and things are not good? And what about your relationship with your kids? Any of you out there because you're so busy keeping up with trying to provide for your family that you've lost touch with these little creatures that should be most important in your lives? What? Well, whatever the wilderness is that you have chosen to avoid, because it's just too hard. And let's be honest, we've all got something. We've all got something that we're avoiding. I am here to help you see that if you really do want to get from where you are to where it is that God is calling you to be, where you need to be, it's time to stop making excuses or running and learn to embrace and face it for what it is. It's an opportunity. That's right. What these wilderness stories reveal to us is the wilderness is actually an opportunity to get from where we are to where it is that we need to be, a place that we can't get to without going through the wilderness. And then once you kind of take that first step of regarding the wilderness that you need to face is what I, got, what I need you guys to do is I'm, I want to invite you back for the next three weeks. So I can not only give you this paradigm, but give you some tools on how to face and overcome absolutely anything as you strive to become all that God has created you to be. Or for me, this really is one of those paradigms that if you'll live it and you'll learn it and live it every single day, it is something that can set you free. It is something that can help you get your priorities straight. It's something that will help you become all God created you to be. Let us pray. Father, we come before you this morning so excited about this new sermon series, about this new year and all the amazing things that are going to happen in this year. So we pray today that as we start this series, you'll give us this foundation, this paradigm to live by, and that the wilderness is not something that we need to run from or be afraid of, even though it is hard and difficult and we don't want to do it, but something we need to learn to embrace, to see as an opportunity to always be getting better or to get from where we are at this point in our lives to where it is that you're calling us to be. So Lord, teach us how to be a people of the wilderness, a people who are not scared to face anything hard because we know that you are always by our side. Lord, it's in your name and for our sake that we pray. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.